Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. I'd like to continue my series on share market basics. And the last last one, I, I really did talk about the history of the Australian share market, so hopefully you enjoyed that. So now we know a little bit of the history about how the Australian share market was formed, let's get into some of the normal terms around there. I know I know lots of people ask me, oh, what is a blue chip share or what's chess or, or um, you know, what's a contract note and... Um, what do you mean by diversification or you know dividend imputations, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. So what I'm going to do is try and start covering some of these things off, so you actually quite understand, or you actually understand a little bit about how the market works and the different terms that brokers or the industry actually use. But let's just start off with something simple. Um, we've all heard the term the All Ordinaries Index. I mean, you only have to look at uh, the news on six o'clock news. Uh, in the newspapers, etc., the All Ordinaries Index, or um, there's a stock code for that, basically, and I'll explain that to you in a second. The XAO, what they call the XAO, and, and the All Ordinaries Index, basically, uh, what it does is it measures the level of share prices at any given time for a sample of major companies listed on the Australian Stock Exchange to determine the overall performance of the share market. So it's an index. Now, an index is a, is a grouping of companies. Basically, that's what that means. Um, the All Ordinaries Index is the top 500 companies listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. We also have the S&P ASX 200, which is similar to the All Ordinaries Index, except this indice, or the, the index, actually represents the top 200 companies of the Australian share market. So where the All Ordinaries represents 500, the ASX 200 represents the top 200. Now, Often you'll hear that they'll talk about the the, uh, the S&P ASX 200 is actually called the XJO. That's their stock code for that. So if you go into your Comsec or whatever your broking is, a broking platform is, and you just type in that stock code XJO, you'll get the S&P ASX 200. If you type in XAO, you'll get the the all odds or the top 500 shares. Now what it's doing is, I won't go into the calculations, but because the stocks trade in dollars, what they've got to do, and they all have different weightings, etc., they'd have this complex calculation to work out the points. So you'll see on the news, you'll see the XAO is up 10 points or down 10 points or up 100 points. And that doesn't translate to dollars. So what they've actually come up with is this complex um, calculation. I have seen it. I think it, take, it takes about a page and a half to go through this calculation. But basically it works out if the index or the value of the stocks has risen or fallen over the period of time. Now I've just mentioned the top two, ASX 200. However, there are lots of different indexes on the Australian market. We've got the top 20, we've got the top 50, we've got the top 100 index, we've got the top 300 index, and then we get into things, which are all obviously the top 20 stocks on the Australian market, or the top 50 stocks on the Australian market, or the top 100 stocks on the market. But there are other indexes, such as banking, there's also um, consumer discretionary, there's a whole range of different subsections. Um, so obviously the banking index would have all the banking and finance type stocks in it. Well, generally, it generally has the banks, um, insurance companies, etc. And there's a couple of different finance indexes that we've got um, in Australia. But you've also got um, you know, consumer discretionary, which is, uh, measures the companies that are basically you know, like... Um, Myers, David Jones, those sorts of companies are all in the consumer discretionary, which are ones, you know, where people are spending their money from. So you can work out 
with those indexes, um, the analysts generally work out are people spending money or not on where they're spending it and what sector is going to go. We've got the healthcare sector, which is the healthcare companies. Um, we've got telecommunications uh, sector, which is mainly Telstra in it because most of the other telecommunications companies are small, but you can actually look at those different sectors. I won't give you all the codes for all of those different sectors, but to get all of that, it's really simple, really easy. Go to the ASX website, um, go down the right-hand side, or sorry, the left-hand side of the page, and you'll be able to get information there. You just go to indexes or information and you'll be able to look at all the different indexes uh, uh, that actually are on our market. And if, once you've got the, that three-digit code or that three-letter code, like the XAO for the All Ordinaries or the XJO for the S&P ASX 200, you can just type them into your broking platform and you'll be able to bring up charts for them. So it, it's nice and simple. A couple of the other things I want to sort of talk a little bit about um, in this podcast, and I will keep going through some of these different things is I want to talk about blue chip because that's one of the big things that comes up all the time. People go, what is a blue chip share? Now, I've been in the share market for, you know, longer than I can remember. And, you know, to, to this day, I've still never, ever, ever found a definitive answer on what blue chip actually means. Um, and as far as I can understand, and as I said, it is, I haven't really seen somebody like ASIC come out with what blue chip is or the ASX really nutted down. But in general, I think from the, the from the ASX, anything in the top 500 or the XAO, All Ordinaries Index, is a blue chip share. Now, personally, I think I disagree with that. But the actual term blue chip implies something that's highly valued. Um, and that is you know, rock solid, etc., you know, or a blue ribbon type of share. So blue chip is, is shares in a company that are highly valued. Now, these types of companies are known for their ability to generate solid profits in good times and hold up in the bad times. Now, also, companies have reduced risk and aren't likely de- to default. I mean, default on their loans, etc. An example of a blue chip share is any one of those big four banks. So, to me, it looks like, well, to me, blue chip is really going to be the top 50 companies. And to me, that's really, the they are the best companies on the Australian market, the top 50 companies. To find out the participants of the top 50, which is the um, S&P, ASX top 50 companies, all you need to do is go to the S&P website, Standard & Poor's website, snp.com.au, um, and go on there. You'll see some links into the indexes, and you'll be able to download a list of the index participants, um, and that'll come down in a, an Excel spreadsheet for you, all free. You can get all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's lots of information out there, but to me, those top 50 companies really are the blue chip. Once you start getting out that top 50, then you start to getting the liquidity starts to drop off, because... What we need to understand with these indexes is that companies or your big managed funds, when you put your money into them, they have what they call mandates of what they're allowed to do with your money or their supposedly, let's say, their their strategy for your portfolio. Now, the strategy could be they may be a top 100 managed fund or a top 200 managed fund or a top 50 managed fund. So if their mandate is a top 50, for the managed fund Australian equities top 50 that means they can only invest in top 50 Australian companies so what happens is if a company um, rises in value enough that it actually has a market capitalization that allows it to become part of that top 50 then that managed fund has to buy that and whatever drops out of that top 50 they have to sell it so what actually happens with Australian managed funds is as as the stocks go from 
one index to the next so from the 500 to the 300 to the 200 to the 100 to the 50 to the top 20 the more managed funds or the more institutional money goes into these so when they redo the index which they do roughly about every i think it's every three months um, for memory but don't quote me on that please um, they actually rework the index and as companies come in or drop off depending on what's going on with their share price if their share prices is rising their market capitalization is actually rising and therefore they're more likely to move into the next level or the next um, the next level of index and as I said the more participation it has so once a stock drops out the top 50 the participation drops a little bit outside the 100 it drops even further 300 etc so once you get outside the top 100 shares on the Australian market the liquidity actually starts to get in my view quite low and that means we're talking only one or two million dollars a week or five million dollars a week in terms of trading value so they they tend to be a little bit lower so that's why we talk i i would call them uh, more illiquid stocks um, but they're still okay for good traders people who know what they're doing out to that between that 100 and out to the 200 outside of that they're pretty much they're um, not really worth it and if you get down to companies outside the top 300 if you get down to you know the company that's number 500 in the all ordinaries index its market capitalization is probably not really that that big at all i think uh, it would be under 50 million dollars in or around that sort of figure and to me if a company is on the australian stock exchange and it hasn't got a market capitalization of a minimum of 50 million dollars then it probably shouldn't even be on the stock exchange it's that small uh, and that's really uh, that's just a personal opinion of my, myself but to me it's as I said these indexes tell us what's good value uh, i mean not necessarily good value sorry what are the better stocks and and i'll just explain to you what um market capitalization means before i just finish up and then in, in other series of this i'll explain some more terms uh like you know how you're placing your trades etc but market capitalization is simply the share price multiplied by the number of shares on offer. So if a company has 1 million shares on offer that people can buy and freely trade on the Australian Stock Exchange, and the value of each share, and the value today of those shares is $1, then the company's market capitalization is 1 million. So it's 1 million shares times $1 equals 1 million. If over the next 12 months that company does very, very, very well, and their share price rises to $2, the market capitalization would be now $2 million. 1 million shares again by $2 is $2 million, and so on and so on. So as each day unfolds, the market capitalization of every company in Australia that's traded on the stock exchange is changing. Now obviously, um, you can go to the have a look at the market and you'll see that BHP and Telstra are the biggest shares on our Australian company, uh, Australian sh share market. So, uh, and they're worth billions and billions of dollars. And, and that's where you need to look at looking at those big companies and looking at their market capitalization. The bigger the cap market capitalization, the more they get into those indices, those the small indices such as the ASX top 20, top 50, top 100. Um, the lower their market capitalization, the more they move towards the 500 or out. Um, from there. I'll leave all that with you at the moment. I don't want to overload you right now. When we come back um, into uh, another one of the editions of the share market 
basics. I'll talk about brokerage and what bull markets are and bear markets are and what compounding is and contract notes and at market, at limit, all sorts of different things that you may 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 have wondered what they are, what they mean on your screen, your E-Trade screen or your Comsec screen or your dividend invitations and ex-dividend dates and all sorts of different things. I'll keep talking about these and so that hopefully we can give you a really good idea of um, some of the things that you need to know when you're getting into the market and you're buying selling shares. Um, hope you've enjoyed this podcast I've enjoyed chatting with you again I look forward to chatting with you next time you've been listening to Talking Wealth and I'm Dale Gillen the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within take care Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within to learn how you too can maximise your investment returns call 1300 SHARE TRADE